0: Another idea that I think is uh, was by Rav Gamliel, rev And Shlita. He told a story, an unbelievable maissa, that I think a lot of times people could relate to. In America, you guys are reading Parshas uh, Pinchas that have all these korbonas and stuff. And Rev Gamliel was telling me, you know, if people if people would only realize the power of korbonas, he said, it's To say that Korbonos is more powerful than traveling to Ribshaila. The power of saying Korbonos is more powerful than even Uman Rosh Hashanah. I was like, you know, people, like, this is people's main goals in in, in the year. They have to go to Uman and they have to go to Ribshaila. Like, what's all of a sudden, like, to say Korbonos could really outweigh that? And he said, absolutely. First of all, the Pasuk says, as Korboni Lachmi Lishai. The Korban, my Korban is my bread. Kabiyokal Kurashborhu is saying, when you bring the Korbanos, it's as if we're feeding a Kharjborhu. We're giving Hashem nourishment. Of course, Hashem is not physical and of course he doesn't need physical nourishment. But he tells us, the Torah itself tells us this Korban ilach milishai. The my Korban is my bread that you're bringing. And when we read about the korbonos, as if we're doing the korbonos, as if every time I read about the korbonos, I'm giving a meal to the Baruch Can you imagine the koach that has to bring a kirva to the Right? When we go to a you know, we, we're inter- asking a tzaddik to intercede to Hashem on our behalf. And here... By doing this, we have a direct connection. I asked him, I said, Rebbe, like, you know, we don't really understand a lot about what we're saying and what we're doing. He says, okay, well, you can learn about it, but even if you don't understand it so well, just by saying the words, you know, when you prepare the meal, you don't necessarily understand how the salt interacts with the, the sugar and the, the spices and, the, and all the things that you're ma- making to make a meal. Some people do, but some people don't, but the meal tastes amazing. Even if you don't understand this What you're saying so much Hashem is appreciative of it Hashem is saying Oh, you gave me what I want What I need Lachmi. Now I, Kodesh Baruch Want to give you What you want What your bread is What your desire What you need For, for your life Such a crucial thing we we have to realize the power and potential we have every time we have to say Corbonas. I said, Rebbe, a lot of shuls they start, you know, baruch Shamar, and he says, so come early. And what's a big deal? Come early. He said, do you know what it used to be? To bring a korban, you had a korban you had to bring. You to take your your little lamb, put it in the back of your bagadi, right. Not lamb, sheep skins. You know, we're talking about uh, your, your korban, and you bring it to your shaline. and there you have to have it checked. And of course, it has to. You have to take it up to the base of Mictus, You have to wait in line, and there's, you have to see the shkita. You have to do the, the smicha. There's so many things that a person has to do in order to get his atonement for his korban that he needs to bring. And Kosh Baruch says, you guys are so lucky. It's in the Siddur. Every from Siddur has carbonas in it. For shachers and mincha. Why? Because this is what we're supposed to be doing. There's a Yetahara that has gotten into people. Say, ah, I don't have. I, I'm going to like the main stuff. I don't have time for these pachivkas. Chas If It's only because we don't understand how important this is. And that's why we're not. Approaching it with the proper COVID Rosh. So Hashem should help us to understand that by saying the Korbonas, as if we bring the Korbonas, Hashem in his Barov Racham of Barov Chassad of a state, there's such Tirchas that even though we don't have a base of we have the opportunity every day to bring these Korbonas, to do the Ketoras. It's as if you're our, your own Kohen Gadol bringing the base, things that you couldn't do. If there was a base that made this, we couldn't do it. And whatever we'd have to do and we could bring it ourselves would be a lot of tircha. But we have to do it. We don't even have to spend any money on it. And we're able to go and take care of this. So I, I just want to tell you that this is something a person really should really, really consider. to try to say korbonos. Now, I'm not going to. I kept on asking, well, what about just the Korban Tamid? And I said, what are you talking about? Whatever it says in the Siddur. So in Shach's Ezum Mekomen, all the Mishnai's, he says, how is he going to get the Asham? How is he going to the It's like, yeah. it's there because it's supposed to be said. was <laughs> To learn Bechavrusa daily with a huge Tamil Chokham, one of the Gdolia Dorah's name was Zundel Kreiser. He learned with him for 33 years. Avzundel had actually come to Rav Gamaliel's house. They would learn for three, four hours a day, maybe even five hours sometimes. And Avzundel had told Rav Gamaliel that in his, it was over 90 years, he never missed a day of korbonos. And we're talking about a door. Like, to him, every minute is valuable. And unfortunately, somehow or other, and sometimes in the yeshiva world, you know, to, to, to learn Torah is so, much, uh, so important so uh, they take away from the davening time but I don't think that that's I think that if we'd be around in the times of the Chassam sefer and he'd hear that the, in the yeshivas they just start Baruch Shamar or sometimes they just start Minyan at Yishtabach I think he'd have a he'd throw out the whole yeshiva and say that they're what they call them, reform how are you changing the sitter? how are you just skipping over everything? So we have to understand that this skula, if you're looking at it, you want a skula, this is one of the most important skulas. One other idea that I think is also crucially important is a story that Erdogan Leal said over. And the story is like this. There was a young woman that came to him and, um, and she had been traumatized. She had been on a bus and there was a traffic accident and she refused to get on the bus and she would walked for miles Walk for miles and miles and miles in order to not have to ride the bus. Finally, the, the Ramliel told him, okay, listen, you know what? How's about this? I'll, I'll give you a bracha. If you give staka, maybe in a half a shekel, a quarter, you know, maybe a dime, a 15 cents, 18 cents, whatever, you give staka before you get on the bus, nothing, no problems will happen to you. And Taka, that's what she did. And she started taking buses, and her anxiety went away. Baruch Hashem. She got married, had kids. And for some strange reason, her son was afraid to go on a bus. So I think she took him to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said, have him do the tzachka trick. And the kid would do the tzachka trick, and uh, Baruch Hashem. And he did it for his, his, his whole life. He was a uh, you know in his late teens And he went on the bus one day And he gave some stucca And before going on the bus He gave it stucca And, and somehow or other The bus was in an accident And the kid was terribly injured And everybody in the family knew Like, oh, Wait a second Did you give stucca? And he said, of course I gave stucca so, so then how did this happen? And they were all like the Rebbe's school doesn't work, and like, how could this be, and Hashem's maybe not listening, and Chas you know, but he said, everybody said, well, you can't go that far. You should know, Chas it could have been there, was it was some other Avera, and maybe the kid needed to, Chas die, and because he gave the stuck, he was saved. That's what they thought. A few years later, uh, the kid was now 19, and he was in Shaduchim, and um, so he was a wonderful boy with wonderful midos and learned beautifully. And many people wanted to make a shidduch. The only problem was the family didn't have money. And they, you know, finally this other family was not so concerned about the money, but they said, "Listen, you know, well, how are we going to make this work?" They they wanted to make the shidduch, and the boy's father said, "Listen, you know, I'll tell you like this." he had an accident a few years ago and the insurance money is supposed to come in and uh, you know, we'll be able to use that money for the Hasana or for whatever they need to get their stuff to start their life. The other family said, fine, no problem. And um everything was good. What had happened was when this boy was in the hospital, he was in this in this room where he was had some major uh, um surgeries and, le- and with his legs and stuff like that, and he couldn't walk, and he had rehab and stuff like that, and every day, either the father would come, the mother would come, or both of them would come, and when the parents, even when the parents did come, they would have, you know, they had like 14, 15 kids in the family, every day, another one or two of the, the brothers and sisters would come, and they would give him food, and they would do everything, and they would, and this kid was like on cloud nine, you know, yeah, he wasn't injured, but... So many people were there to help him. Now, in the hospital room, in that same room, was another guy that got injured. And this guy was a Chiloni fellow. And he tells, like, um, we'll call him Chaim, we'll say Chaim, Chaim's father, um, we'll talk to the guy, and you know, say, how are you? And Can I give you anything? And, and the guy said, listen, you know, Chaim's dad, can you tell me one thing? your son here, how old is he, 18, 19, 20? He says, no, 17. He says, okay. Everybody's coming and, ta- and helping him. What's going on here? He says, well, you know, we have Beaker Holland, We have a mitzvah to help a person who's injured, and make him feel good. So we come. And this guy was so astounded. He says, is this from the Torah? He says, yeah, of course it's from the Torah. He says, I I don't understand. I have kids. I have two kids, a boy and a girl. Each one of them, I bought an apartment. Each one of them, I bought a car. I'm in the hospital for two weeks. The only time anybody came to visit me was they needed my signature on something. So, you know, they were together in the same room for like five, six weeks, maybe even two, three months. I don't remember the exact time. They develop a very nice kesher. And when this kid was getting married, so um, they invited, you know, Yaakov. And Yaakov came to the wedding. And Yaakov comes and gives an envelope to the chassan. He says, oh, put this in your pocket. Make sure you have a button. And he says, yeah, yeah, put it in your pocket. He said, why don't you put it in the big box? I said, no, no, I'd rather you have it here. Okay, thank you, thank you, Yaakov. So nice that you came, the simcha. And... At the end, after the chastanah is over, so Yaakov uh, goes home. You know, the next day he calls up his father and says, Ty, you remember that Yaakov from the hospital? Yeah, he says, you know, he's been uh, from now, and, you know, yeah, 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 where Hashem? He says, you know, he gave me a very nice gift. He says, what did he give you, like a thousand shekels? He says, no, 300. "300? Okay, very nice. He says, no, 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 not 300 shekels. Three hundred thousand just three hundred thousand shekels? No Tati. Three hundred thousand dollar check. He wrote out a check for three hundred thousand dollars. Now they all understood. Ah uh, Tsoka Yeah, Tzaka could have been the thing that saved the person from dying. But who used the whole thing and we had the Dana with Lukavskos that even though he gets it stuck or he got injured and how could that be? Where's Hashem in this? No, Dafka Hashem arranged it so that these two people could come together and meet and they this Chiloni guy be inspired by this family and that they develop relationship in this way he's able to do chuva and now he'll be able to do chuva, he's now able to support a, a, a student who's learning Torah with his own two kids. He gave them apartments, he gave them cars, nothing helps, no relationship. So, what's this telling us? Is that sometimes, a lot of times when a person's looking in his life for schoolers, and I, you know, I, I went to this tzaddik's caver, I went to this, and do, you know, and I lit the candles, and I did this, and I did the, and I said, parsha Saman on Tuesday, and I did, whatever the things that people, the schoolers are all legitimate schoolers. But what does it do to your connection to Karsh Baruch, Baruch Hu? says it's korbani le'ishai. You know what I really want? I don't want the, the, the in thing, the school Korbani I, I want some... I'm hungry. Not only I don't have a, my food, I don't have a base of Mikdash. I'm knocking on every Jew's door. Every Jew has his own base of mikdash. Let Hashem in. Feed Hashem kaviochum. Give him what he asks for. His korbanos. Hashem should help us that little by little we should take on saying more of the, more of the korbanos, and hopefully, you know, after a while it'll be something that will be easier to understand and connect, and we'll feel this this of being able to give to Kodesh and we should have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos. And it's also in the Shalom Parim as we said in the first word, that the Shabbos of Divrei Yom Yahu, time to work on our dibur, because Baruch help us also use our mouths to say the Korbanos and make Hashem happy. And this way we'll bring the Gula, Krova Bimhir, Amen.